0: Hey, By the Bookers, looking for a self-help book to help you in the
2: new year? Good news. We've written a By the Book book. It's called How to Be Fine, What We Learned from Living by the Rules of 50 Self-Help Books. It's available for
0: pre-order now and in stores March 2020. For more information, visit the episode description. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work
2: or around small children. Now here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. Uh, you're a pretty joyful person, I, right? I, I mean, I like to think so. And you're a pretty sexy person. Why, yes, I am. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Jolenta, you're pretty damn joyful and sexy yourself, if I must say
2: so. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, but question: Would you say that? the joy and the sex parts of you live happily in tandem in the bedroom? Um, I mean, I think so. I mean, I I like to think Dean would think so, too. Well, why don't we find out right now because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book.
1: Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain.
2: You need some help. Ooh, self-help.
0: Each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it
2: actually changed our lives. And reminder, for this, our sixth season, we are doing it all through the lens of history. In each episode of By the Book, we're going to focus on a different decade and a self-help bestseller that defined that decade. We're going to read and live by the original rather than an updated version of the book, And this means uh, that in this episode and all episodes this season, there might be some language that sounds a little dated.
0: This season began with the 1930s, and today we are hitting up the 1970s with The Joy of Sex,
2: A Gourmet Guide to Lovemaking by Alex Comfort. Alexander Comfort was a British scientist and physician who lived from 1920 until the year 2000. He grew up in London, and even as a youngster, he was ambitious and curious. By 18, he'd written his first novel, and he'd blown off most of his left hand while trying to invent a better version of gunpowder. Comfort moved to Cambridge for university, where he studied science at Cambridge's Trinity College. Then he headed back to London to study medicine at the London Hospital, where he later became a house physician and lecturer. During World War II, Comfort became a conscientious objector and an activist for peace. He also began his prolific writing career while still practicing medicine and teaching. He wrote fiction books, science textbooks, poetry, and even a couple of plays. His best-selling and most well-known book, The Joy of Sex, was published in 1972.
0: In The Joy of Sex, Comfort asserts that sex is the most important kind of adult play between a man and a woman, that all lovemaking is best when it involves love, and that above all, sex should be fun. Further, he posits that advanced lovemaking is like chef-grade cooking. It involves knowledge, curiosity, imagination, mastering some detailed techniques, and learning a few new tricks from time to time. In keeping with the theme of cooking, he organized the joy of sex much like the famous cookbook, The Joy of Cooking, with starters, main courses, and so on, basing each section on his own preferences and those of his partner at the time. To accompany his writing, most pages include illustrations by Charles Raymond and Christopher Foss, as well as images from classical Indian and Japanese erotica. Upon being published in 1972, The Joy of Sex spent 11 weeks at the top of the New York Times bestseller list and more than 70 weeks in the top five, despite being banned in some public libraries. In the years since, it's been followed by five sequels and updated versions, the most recent in 2008. Here's how you do it. Step one, know what the other sex likes. Women, accept that your beauty is your greatest asset. Dress attractively. Don't get caught up in women's lib ideas about being an object. And never use deodorant. Understand that to men, the vulva is generally slightly scary. It looks like a castrating device, swallows erect penises, leaving them limp, and bleeds regularly. This is why some men have hang-ups, including homosexuality. Men, know that to women, your skin is your most attractive feature, and
2: ideally, do not be circumcised. Step 2. Plan your menu. Keep in mind that at least 75% of your sex will be of the routine morning or evening pattern— That being said, plan for variety. Sit down together with your partner with the joy of sex and note what turns you on and what you'd like to try. If you're shy about talking about your sexual needs, make a list of the page numbers you'd like your partner to read. Have your partner do the same and exchange lists. Consider varying your times of day and watch each other masturbate to better understand what turns you both on. Step three, prepare to cook.
0: Ideally, have two beds, one to sleep on and one on the floor to have sex on. Have four pillows, too firm to go under the buttocks and too soft to sleep on. Have enough bedside drawers to hold lubricants, vibrators, and so on. Use contraception, as unwanted children are a moral and ecological offense and limit the truly free sex play of
2: adults. And be well-rested. Step 4. Starters. As you start, take time to kiss, hold hands, take off each other's clothes, role-play, and use your mouths on each other's genitals. Women, focus on your fascination with his penis. Use good pressure with it and pay attention to the tip. Men, focus on her breasts, massaging them and practicing mammary intercourse. This can lead to her orgasming. Step 5. The Main Course Try many positions
0: like the coupade, the quissade, and the flancat. The piste de resistance is always loving, unself conscious intercourse, finishing off in the face to face matrimonial position, also known as the missionary position, with both parties achieving mutual orgasm. The missionary position is the most reliable way for mutual orgasm to happen.
2: Step six Sauces and Pickles. On special occasions, try some of the following anal intercourse, armpits, bathing together, stimulating each other with your big toe, biting. Blowing, bondage, boots, chains, chastity belts, clothed intercourse, dancing, discipline, feathers, foursomes, gadgets, wife swapping,
0: and anything else that's not a part of your straight repertoire.
2: But note, individuals who, through a knot in the psyche, are obliged to live on sauces and pickles alone are missing the most sustaining part of the meal. Step 7. Etiquette.
0: Before, during, and after each step, remember your manners. Don't balk at your partner's needs. At the same time, don't do anything you don't really enjoy. Take turns and don't let one partner always dictate. Women, don't comment on the size of a man's penis, except favorably. Men, keep in mind that you may need to relearn things with each partner as women differ more sexually than men. And remember, real lovers get a reward not only from their own satisfaction, but from seeing the other become satisfied. That's what the book says, and
2: so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, I
0: am dying to hear about your first week living by the joy of sex. I know you're dying. (laughs) Um,
2: And I also know that you know that I love a book that gives me an excuse to have sex. So I was stoked. Not to mention I love the 70s and an illustration of a full bush. So I was like, this book is going to... Be my bread and butter.
0: Oh, yeah. And we have to say up front, Jolenta, before we even opened this book, you were like, yeah, we're going to live by this book in the 70s, whether people like it or not.
2: Yeah, I was like, this is it. This is the one thing I know to be true. This (laughs) book is what we will live by for the 70s. So, yeah. But I'll be honest, I was blown away while reading this book. Yes, the illustrations were delightfully 70s. You said blown away. Oh, my God, I can't. (laughs) Everything is going to be a sex pun. (laughs) continue as you were. Okay. This book was a shock. It was both sort of like had this woke hippie vibe that, you know, happened in the 70s, but also a nice like very hetero undertone that was like very obsessed with titties. Mhm. And reading it sort of felt like an episode of Strangers with Candy, which is, you know, basically like a warped, dark, funny after-school special. But I hope that actually living by the book would feel sexier than reading it. So I hit up step one. Yes, that's know what the other sex likes. Right. And according to this book, I don't know shit about what the other (laughs) sex likes because I was shocked by many of the facts it listed about men. Uh, Mostly shocked about the whole, you know, lady parts as castration device that makes dudes gay. That was noted in the book. So I decided to consult with my trusty friend Chris, who is full of very good opinions, often they are funny, and he also is gay. So I texted him asking if he was gay because vulvas are so scary. And here is what he texted back. Okay, so I got this text at the gym and read it out loud to a room of gay men, and everyone burst out laughing. No one in the room ever thought or heard of this one guy said it's like going whitewater rafting just because I don't want to do it doesn't mean I'm afraid of it which while slightly reductive gets to the heart of the matter not being sexually attracted to something and being afraid of something are two different things oh oh my gosh and then he says also gay guys are literally blowing each other all the time and that isn't whole with actual teeth does this guy not think blowjobs are a thing because they are a thing
0: Oh, so good. So necessary. So not 1972. I yes.
2: know. I didn't even think about that. But it was like, dude, if vaginas are scary, why are we so cool with sticking our dicks in teeth? Like, why are mouths not scary? Because uh, men have them too. Ugh, uh, I digress. Uh, so right. true. So, so true. Now that I understand that maybe I do understand men okay, and the book <laughs> might be a little uh, off. I popped over to step six for a minute because it was making me nervous.
0: Yes. And that is the sauces and pickles. So why did you jump ahead to that?
2: Well, I got hung up on what the book said about living on sauces and pickles alone, being sort of hollow and taking away from the the meal as a whole. Mm-hmm. And if you rely on pickles too much, you know, you're missing out. But also pickles look like dicks and like, so should they be the meal? But I'm getting carried away Mainly, I often rely on a toy to finish myself off during sex, before sex, after sex, all the time. It is like a routine part of my sex life. So I discussed this with Brad. Question. Yes. Do you think because often I enjoy using um, like an apparatus during uh, our intercourse times that I'm... I am cheapening my experience or, like, missing out on, like, an emotional lovemaking connection. No, that's silly. That's stupid, right? Like, I think I'm, like, no, like, I'm enhancing something that's already fucking awesome. Yeah. Thank God for technology. Yeah.
1: That's all the same things. You don't ask men, like, but why do you use boner pills? Yeah. We just do it. And, like,
2: there's a partner whale. That's for everyone.
1: That's just a good time for both sides.
2: Yeah. Not cheapening a thing. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% with Brad on this one. This part of the book is complete malarkey, and whatever gets your motor going,
2: enjoy it. Right? Also, I highly recommend looking up the partner whale, everyone. (laughs) What's the partner whale? It uh, it goes inside and outside of you and, like, enhances things for both people.
0: Oh, okay. There was a different name for the toy back in the day. I think they remade it. It
2: looks, well, the one we have looks like a blue whale face. Like, it's, it's very funny, too. Like, that's part of why I got it. I was like, this is genius and fucking hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so with all of the, you know, sort of research portion done, I was ready to actually get to step three.
0: That is prepare to
2: cook. hmm And to be honest— I was kind of proud here. I already do most of the things in step three. I basically wear no deodorant and I'm stinky. I'm very familiar with extra pillows and a drawer near the bed with lube and and vibrators and whatnot, but there's always room to improve. And I do not have a sex bed or a (laughs) floor bed. I'm not Bronwyn on the Real Housewives of Orange County with a sex apartment for all my Bravo fans out there. Hold on, just an apartment for sex? Oh, she has a, like, lavish decorated sex apartment. She also has seven children, and, like, she's got a lot of stuff to unpack in her psyche, so I understand maybe needing another place to uh, go to get Sounds fucked. like she's had too many sauces and pickles. Uh, uh, uh. Uh.
0: So, anywho, so you don't have a sex apartment, so, no. so was there something you did do for this step?
2: Yes. I spent a day making an elaborate sexy surprise for Brad in lieu of a sex apartment. Take a listen. Okay, come in. Do you have a good day? Have a good day, thank you. All right, you yeah, got a surprise. You yeah, got a surprise. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Come on in. Come in here. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I made a sex fort.
1: Yeah. Because
2: we're supposed to have a separate, firmer bed for sex. And since we don't have that, I just made one on the floor.
1: I mean, it looks very inviting. There's, uh, there's pillows. There's a dog squeaking There's a, a dog toy. squeaking to- he's thinks He finds this very comfortable.
2: Oh, yeah, he's laying down already.
1: Oh, good, good. He should definitely think that this accessible fort mm-hmm. is his. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, look at all the pillows and the cushions and the little... Sheet over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Good girl. I went through the book, picked out a menu. Um, we got a jerk off in front of each other.
1: Whoa! Oh, they're very specific.
2: I mean, that's just uh, something I'm gonna put on the menu. Oh,
1: okay.
2: You want me to turn this off? Now? Yeah,
1: you it's time for.
2: Is <laughs> that be okay? Thank you. You're
0: blushing. Yes. Well, 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 look at that. Not only were you preparing to cook, you were also planning your menu, it sounds mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. there. A yeah, bit of both you heard of a that.
2: little bit of the beginning of step two. Uh, clearly, Brad is not comfortable sharing uh, any of the menu items he picked. <laughs> but we did uh, go through the book a little bit together. And right when we finished planning our menu, because Brad gets home late, midnight hit Kristen. And that was the end of week one. What?! Brad gets home late, and we planned our menu, and then it was midnight. So you have to wait to hear how the actual fucking went. Oh!
0: Midnight rings on week one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it.
2: Oh, darn it. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I'll look forward to hearing that.
2: Yeah. So, Kristen, I am dying to hear about your first week living by the joy of sex. Was it a joy? Was there sex? (laughs) Well, it was logical as far as starting off with step one. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's knowing what the other sex likes. Yes. And like you, I was perplexed by Alex Comfort's assertion that grown men are afraid of women's genitals. And Mm -hmm. um, I can say for sure that my husband, Dean, is not but you know, what about all the other men out there? And so I decided I would do some research. I called three of my closest male friends and mm-hmm. asked if they found vulvas scary. Here's what they had to say.
3: Really? That that's seriously someone wrote that? Yeah. No, I I no, I, I think they're fantastic.
1: Honestly, they're not so different from my genitals, you know? You you gotta you gotta treat it with respect. And uh
3: Not be scared of it. (laughs) I mean, even the word sounds welcoming. It sounds warm and friendly and welcoming and good.
0: So that was Dave, Paul, and Matthew. And to be clear, unlike your friend Chris, Mm -hmm. all three of them are straight. What? Yes. And in addition to that... They're all different races and ages, ranging from mid-20s to 50s. See, and they- you
2: basically did, like, a full research project. I tried. I tried. You have a large sample
0: size. Yes. And in conclusion, Alex Comfort is probably the only adult man we know of who's afraid of vulvas.
2: I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> but moving on, what did you do next? I moved on to step two. Planning your menu.
0: Yes. And for this step, my husband Dean and I paged through the book together to see what jumped out at us.
1: Yes. Oh, smooching a a gentleman with a beard and a lady without. That's us. We could do that. Okay. What about this? Hmm.
0: I like that. Okay. And he has no pants on, but he does have a shirt on. That's true. Yes. Okay. Look. Both people Wait, on their she's wearing knees. his shirt now. Oh, yeah, she is. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> my God. Good observation, mm-hmm. honey.
1: Yeah, we can do these things.
0: Um, so far, you like
1: things in every picture.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah. This one. Oh, this one's got a bookmark. on. Is this your favorite? Is it? It's no. One of your favorites.
0: I'm mad because he's not using his hands appropriately. His hand is
1: between her shoulder blades. Not every man can multitask when they're doing this stuff.
0: Well, then they're not good at sex. So, as you can hear, Dean and I saw lots of things that made
2: us laugh. I love the shirt switch.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's lots of little details, like kind of where's Waldo things in the pictures if you look closely. My
2: favorite photo is the man taking a photo of a woman with an old-timey camera, but... It's clearly just, like, right in her face and not of her body, even though she's doing, like, a sexy nude pose. It's so good. Yeah,
0: you can do this thing called find the boots from one picture to the next. The boots move around a lot. Yo, they took
2: off clothes, and we are supposed to know the clothes were recently (laughs) discarded in every photo.
0: (laughs) Anywho, so some of the book really cracked us up. Some of it actually piqued our interest, Mm -hmm. but we also saw that the male in the illustrations only bothered to touch his partner's clitoris in one picture. And that's in a book with at least a hundred pictures. It was so freaking maddening. And
2: don't get me started on the amount of pictures of women touching dicks.
0: Yeah, so many. I mean, one thing Dean pointed out to me is like, but look, there's one picture of her touching her own clitoris. And I'm like, Ah, two. Two We're percent of go. two percent of the pictures involve a clitoris. Great. Good nailing
2: it. Job. And I don't mean good nailing job. it in a sexy joke way. No, no. So after that, I'm assuming you you went in order. You do step three. I did do step three. I prepared
0: to cook. Yes, I did. And for this, Dean and I took an inventory of what we had to work with. Yes. We should have four pillows, which we do have, the two firm and the two squishy. Uh Uh-huh. And then he also uh, suggests two beds, one on the floor to have sex on, and then one bed just to sleep on. Well, they have to be different. They have to be different because beds have different qualities that make them either good for sleeping on or good for having sex on.
4: Oh, could one
0: be a waterbed?
1: (laughs) He suggested that. Of course. Of course he did. Of course he did.
2: Um, Please tell me you got a waterbed. (laughs) I would be living out every dream through you if you got a waterbed no
0: as a matter of fact both of us associate waterbeds with our parents
2: so that's kind of a turn i associate off. it with my friend's parents yeah. yes
0: it's a different era where everybody's parents
2: had waterbeds and it's oh, like no but they were so squishy and not good for sex no i can't imagine like it'd be like having sex in quicksand it i don't just, know ugh. maybe i'm wrong oh God,
0: I have no desire to have sex on a waterbed. No, 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 no. But we did agree that we could use the sofa as an extra bed for sleeping and or sex. So okay. throughout this book, we
2: actually did sometimes you, you took, swap back and took forth. time yeah. on the sofa. Okay. Yes. What did you do after that?
0: We did what the book calls routine morning or evening sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Great. But we also put some plans into place for what we would do in week two, what are those plans? Oh, I'm not going to tell you oh, yet. You, we're
2: both doing a cliffhanger yes, game, yes, like always. Yes,
0: classic us. Yeah, because you don't want to hear about the routine morning and evening sex, because that's not what this book is about. We'll
2: tell you. I mean, I'll, I'd still hear about it, but yeah. Well, whatever. We, you know, that, we'll talk about that during the break we're about to take.
0: Yes, let's take a break, and we'll get to the real sex, according to the book, what they consider real sex, mm, right. after our break. But first. Have you lived by the joy of sex? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups
2: slash btbpod or at kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can leave us a voicemail, too. We'll play it on the epilogue. Call us at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657.
4: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod five zero for 50% off.
1: Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt at 3 a.m. at all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow Organic Raised Bed and Garden Soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best.
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.
0: Okay, Jolanta. we talked about our first week of living
2: by the joy of sex. How did your week two go? Um, My week two was nice. It began with just some banging in my sex fort.
0: (laughs) Yes, your sex fort, sex fort. My arms are in the air saying sex fort. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, It was fun. It was fun. It was very novel. There were lots of pillows and shuffling the pillows around. And uh, when we finished, Brad said it was fun. And then he also asked me this question.
1: So that was, that was fun Yeah Does your book say, like, what did,
2: does the book say anything about your knees hurting? I think it says pillows Because you're on, like, the hard floor The pillows didn't cut it No Yeah, it doesn't say much other than pillows
0: Okay Ugh, Brad is so right. You got to protect the knees during you sex. Do. If you're going to be on a hard surface, the knees are important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you do after that?
2: So after that, we we you know kept up our regular routine of I guess what the book would call evening sex. Yes. Um, we did that during the week. We tried the floor once more. Uh, Brad requested to go back to the bed, and <laughs> we left the floor behind. Okay. Um, I'm behind. I can't, oh my god. <laughs> So here's the deal. While we were having this sex for these few days, some pointers from steps four and five kept bugging me. And this is starters and the main course. Yes, yeah, so like the foreplay and the fucking. Yes. And so I discussed these issues with Brad. Brad, why would a book say that women can come from getting titty-fucked and that the only way to come for real is mutually orgasming during missionary.
1: Is that not true?
2: Shut up. <laughs> it's not funny.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It sounds very much like um, what this person wanted to think. Yeah. Right. That does not sound based in biology.
2: Uh, weirdly, I can't have a vaginal orgasm from you rubbing your dick between it's my tits. It's mental, man. Uh, it's, it's mental, bro. in your head. Just let go. Oh, fuck you. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we get to my week two, you'll see mm-hmm. that I have some issues with this stuff, too. I, I very much agree. Yep, yep, yep. There's an issue with that one. Yeah,
2: I forgot, like, sexist hippies were a thing you know yeah brad reminded me of that and like the longer week two went on honestly the more annoyed with the book i got every time we had sex all these rules about like deodorant and like being enamored enough with the dick kept flashing through my head and taking me out of the moment so i figured maybe doing step seven could help, like, get me back in the moment and not, like, thinking about my pubes. Yeah, and that is etiquette. Yes, and so while thinking about, like, my boundaries and what I enjoy, I stumbled upon uh, a pretty good insight, I thought. Ooh, do tell. Do listen. I think I found a loophole because step seven, etiquette, you know, remember your manners, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, Don't do anything you don't enjoy. So I don't enjoy taking this book's sex advice because it makes me insecure. The first sexual encounter I ever had was titty-fucking, and it it left me feeling a little used. Last thing I need is a book telling me, like, you should be coming from this if you, like, love right. So bye-bye, book. It's been real. I mean, not bye-bye. I'm obviously keeping you for the pictures. You make a great conversation piece. Yes. Just tear out those pictures. I mean, I may leave it on my coffee table forever, but I will also laugh at it.
0: Yeah. I I was thinking if you keep the pictures, you can frame them and then put funny captions on them. Like, you know, I'm sure you could come up with very funny captions. I want to keep
2: it with a caption. Like, (laughs) they speak for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a perfect way to end your second week. Yes, that is where my second week ended. Please tell me about all of the sex you had in your second week living by the joy of sex. Well, wow. when we left
0: off in week one, just a reminder, we were making plans mm-hmm. for new things to try in week two. You know, we were just doing our routine morning evening Right, sex, but you're like, but,
2: I need some pickles. Yes, yes. So <laughs> actually, we started with step four. Which is starters. Yes.
0: And Dean and I already do plenty of hand-holding Yeah, you guys are all about hugging. the PDA. We do all of those kinds of things that the book says to do. But one thing we never do is that "Quote memory intercourse, mm, good old that, intercourse that you love so much that you have such great memories of from your formative years. Good
2: old titty fucking, as we call it.
0: Yeah, yeah, titty fucking back in college. Barf. Uh, <laughs> anywho, we decided let's try it because the book makes clear it's something we should try, and here we are debriefing after we did that. So, what were your thoughts on that booby thing?
1: Um, I think it's it would be very surprising." to find that the majority of women find a way to orgasm through that position. He doesn't say it's the majority of women. He says it's quite possible, though. Oh, quite possible. Um, well, it wasn't possible for us. No, no, that didn't work so It wasn't well. particularly sexy for either of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than just your normal, you're sexy. I mean, we laughed a lot. Laughing is good. That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was funny. It was Pretty entertaining. And it certainly mixed things up a little bit. We haven't done anything like that for I don't know, days. <laughs> but how do you feel about laughing during sex? Sometimes that's fun. It's okay. better than crying.
0: It depends on what kind of crying. Mhm, that's true. It didn't get me off. And with my small maidenly bosom, there there was like a lot of effort to just squeeze my boobs into the right position. It was like, where are we getting
2: pleasure from when you're too busy, like, making your boobs into a fucking channel? Yes. Like, Like, it's not like, that isn't how my boobs like to be manhandled for pleasure. Yeah,
0: it's just not my thing. Uh, anywho. Okay, so
2: what next? After that, I did step five. The main
0: course. Yes, yes. And for this, Dean and I were ready to try some different positions. We'd bookmarked in week one. But you know what? I just could not get my head past the idea of what this step was really about. So we have to have, like, missionary sex with us having— Simultaneous orgasm.
1: I guess is that the only way that, that you get joy out of sex? Is that it's to supposed book? to be the thing we're aiming for? Is the pièce de résistance? Why? I don't know. Isn't just mutual enjoyment a pretty good goal? I think this is both s- being satisfied. Stupid. Doesn't have to be simultaneous with eyes locked and you know.
0: Most women don't orgasm during missionary. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's a bit weird. Probably written by a dude.
2: Written by a dude. Yes. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Like, the... <laughs> I mean, we call it missionary because it's missionary. <laughs> it's
0: yeah, just to be clear, when I say most women don't orgasm for missionary sex, this is not me just pulling stats out of the middle like, of my it head. it is a rare day. Yeah, but according to Psychology Today, fewer than 25% of women orgasm during missionary sex. This is a very rare occurrence. So the idea that this book is putting out there that this is what you're supposed to end sex with mm-hmm. every time, eyes locked, simultaneous orgasm, missionary position— is
2: just insulting. Also, I feel like it flies in the face of the rest of the advice in the book, which is everyone's fucking unique, except when you finish, it has to be exactly this way. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. But Anyway.
0: It, it was maddening. But Dean and I, we were trying to follow the rules of the book. Right. So, so you did it? We did it for the beginning. Mm. We just started with that position, and then we moved along to a bunch of other things that we enjoy. So you did not finish in the mesh. No, we did not. No, we just started in it. And I like to think, by the way, mm-hmm. this entire conversation he and I had, that it also covered step seven. Oh, totally. Etiquette, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it was really about us checking in with each other, taking turns, taking joy in each other's pleasure. Yeah, like mapping out, like, what you're comfortable with.
2: Yeah, like, what all of that not, stuff. Like, totally and then, etiquette. Yeah,
0: and then just being honest about, you know— what we wanted without any self-consciousness because
2: here's what actually I take pleasure in like if we do want me to finish we should try this and like yep I'm game yep absolutely what else what did you end your second week on we ended with step six. Oh, finally. The sauce and the pickle. <laughs> yes.
0: And we didn't go too crazy with this one because, as the book says, Boo. re- relying too heavily on pickles means you have a knot in your psyche. No, no no, it's a knot. <laughs> but we did do some things. Uh, primarily, we did the dancing step. Oh, my God,
2: of course. <laughs> yes.
0: First, we did it in public at Dean's Ew. company party. Yeah. Which drew the attention and laughter of all of his coworkers because I think they'd never seen Dean dance before. And then Dean and I kind of sexy dancing at his work party, Ugh. I think
2: was just like. Just watching the parents dance at th- work.
0: I think that's how it looked to all of his coworkers. Yes. yes. I mean, we're not I very like good it. dancers, but it was really. It's hard that counts. F- yes, yes. And then we also did a little dancing at home. And then because we thought it was funny, Dean even did some big toe teasing with me which oh, my I, God. Know, I, I know, I know. I can believe you just said Dean, that. Dean, I'm sorry that I am saying this to the world, but I'm admitting the truth. The big toe did come into the play, yeah. Was it sexy? No, it was not sexy at all, but... I think all of this was actually good for intimacy. Yeah, um, because being goofy together in public and doing things that could be considered
2: embarrassing—I mean, who else could you try toe stuff with if not someone you are very open and intimate with?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it all builds trust, which is good for any relationship, including a sexual one. So
2: I agree, but I will like never be able to look Dean in the eye again without just thinking like
0: your toe. (laughs) Just don't look at his feet. Oh my god! Never look at his feet. Don't. Why did you
2: even say that?
0: All right. On that note, let's take another quick break. I need all the break. Yes. But first, a reminder, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by the joy of sex? Share your story at kristinangelenta at gmail.com or call us at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657.
4: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off.
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.
0: Okay, Jolenta, it's time to get down to business. Did the joy of sex actually work? Mm. Would we recommend it?
2: Okay. This book was a, like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus level let down for me. I was expecting daily squirting orgasms, and instead I got kind of like this sexist hippie guide to dick worship. Mm-hmm. It felt like the book was saying, you know, if you're sensual enough and a woman, you can be used as sort of a human flashlight or sex doll in many ways and probably come a lot in the process. Mm. Oh, and if you're a dude, remember that women are tricky. So be prepared to act like they're individuals. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's hard because I want to appreciate The book for what it is, which was groundbreaking, which did remind men for the first time maybe ever to, like, remember their partner also has sexual desires and, like, they can consult each other. Like, I'm sure it opens so many doors for people, but as a modern woman reading this book... It made me self-conscious about doing sex wrong. Like, it felt like I was back in the old days, like, in college when I hated myself and would do whatever, like, porny bullshit, like, I knew would, like, get a guy off, but then, like, send him the wrong message for life about women in general, you know? And I'm happy to not be in that headspace now. It's, like, the one area of myself I have grown in, like, naturally and sort of come into my own in, like, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality I know what I like, I know what I'm willing to try, I have a good dialogue with my partner, and, like, I don't want to go back there. And also, why pickles, Kristen? Is this <laughs> a play on the joy of cooking, or is this a fucking deli? <laughs> That's my last question for you. Because it's all about the dick. We yeah, all know why. Yeah, pickles, dickles, coincidence, I think not. I think gherkins. Hello. hey Okay. What is your verdict? All right. So, first of all, Dean and
0: I admittedly did have some fun while living by this book, Mm -hmm. but most of the fun was from laughing at the book, not
2: with it. Yeah, you bonded over, like, this two-week-long joke.
0: Look at how stupid this is. And sometimes we weren't laughing at all. This book presents itself as open-minded and modern, but instead comes across as just plain sexist, as mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. It looked at pleasure mostly from a man's perspective. Totally. It had narrow ideas about what's normal and what men think of women and about how women get off. And, oh, my God, it's theory about why people are gay is so offensive. Oh, and, yes. I mean, it does at one point mention in the book, like, oh, everybody can be turned on by the same sex. Like, anyone can get an orgasm from the same sex. So that doesn't make you gay. It's the Mm -hmm. repulsion. It's
2: hot when girls kiss, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I understand this book says from the beginning, it's for straight lovemaking couples, but even so, you don't have to put down gay people in the process. No,
2: like what does that have to do with like being afraid of vulvas?
0: Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I mean, to me, this book reminded me of like why I've never romanticized the free love era in Mm -hmm. America. To me, that era was Strictly about telling women to stop having so many hang-ups about sex, mm-hmm. have more fun, but always with the expectation that the fun would be defined by, by what? men. Yeah, yeah, a dick
2: considers fun.
0: Yes, and what men value and what kind of pleasure men have. And, you know, not just the free love 70s era, it also just reminds me of, as you were saying, college. And I, yeah. ho- I hope for kids in college nowadays, things are different, but... Oh,
2: it sounds like it, it is, I, I think. I hope so. I mean... I have hope pe- for the future. If people
0: out there are college-aged and are listening, we would love to hear what oh, it's yes, like I now. I want to hear from you. Yeah, but, Jolenta, you and I both, I think, feel like a lot of this does remind us of like the bad part of college sex, mm-hmm. the yeah. really, really bad part. And just the
2: bad part of like being a liberated woman, quote-unquote, like the sex in the city of it all, of... You know, you can be sexually free as long as you do it in a way that is like essentially a performance for men and yeah. like the sort of performed hyper feminine version of like being sexy and like
0: getting the D. Mm, I don't know. know. Yeah, I mean, I know this book is a classic and I'm sure it got lots of people talking more openly about sex with their
2: partners. I remember, and it did do that for us. But yes. But I, I th- overall cannot recommend it. No,
0: I cannot recommend it either. So, in short, a zero from Jolenta and a zero from me equals
2: one big fat zero. That you can put your dick in. That's it for this episode of Buy the Book.
0: Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producer, Nora Ritchie, our engineer, Andy Christens. Thanks also to Nate Weida, who composed our theme song, Jared Arnold, who produced this season's new version of the theme song, and our very own Nora Ritchie again for singing our theme song. Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer.
2: Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read The Joy of Sex. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? Our email address is kristinandjalenta at gmail.com. And you can also tweet at us, at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinser, at ByTheBookPod. And don't forget Instagram or at ByTheBookPod there, too. Also,
0: please read us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell your gay friend about the show. Tell your gynecologist about the show. Tell your urologist about the show. Tell a toe about the
2: show. Tell your pillow salesperson about the show. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Are you cool if I run and pee really quick, I Nora? got a pee, too. Oh. Oh, my God. Let's, let's all do, do it.
3: it. Stitcher.